Welcome, everybody. This is Sue, and you are listening to the Great Big Yes podcast, where I talk to people who are living out a greater calling on their lives. They're living with passion and purpose and making a difference in this world. Today, I talked to Jesse Drogas, and um, I'm going to go ahead and just let the tape play. Um, there's a couple moments here where I start crying, no surprise, um, Holy Spirit tears, so I hope you enjoy. And also, just to let you know, at greatbigyes.com, I'll have all the show notes, including um, the websites and different things we discussed during the podcast, so you can find all that information there. Welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, today I am speaking with Jesse Drogas. I am so excited. Jesse, welcome. Thank you. So great to talk with you. All right. For those who don't know, because everyone won't know, but um, Jesse is the daughter of a really good friend of mine, a dear friend, Liz Drogas. And Jesse grew up in Western Springs, where um, I raised my kids for 17 years. And her, okay, so Jesse's the oldest of five kids, and her youngest brother, is in um, was in preschool with my oldest daughter and so that's kind of how I got to know her mom um but just a beautiful family uh just very inspirational and encouraging and um they have a lot of exciting stories going on just among them and they're just so so much fun but I am excited to talk to Jesse. Jesse is a creative she's a writer she's a photographer she's started this great foundation which is what we're here to talk about today but um she's the photography thing is big too. So Jesse, I would love to just kind of have you introduce yourself and what you do. Um, mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk about Savoie, but I want to talk about, I want you to have a chance to kind of mention your photography stuff too, because I think that's really beautiful and inspirational as well. So go ahead. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it all kind of comes together. I feel like there's many dots that kind of have pointed to Savoie and that has to do with photography. So, um, I am a lifestyle family and wedding photographer, and I studied um, photography in my undergrad at Columbia in Chicago, and then um, quickly thereafter graduating, I was like every artist, and how am I going to support myself <laughs> doing this work? Right. Um, you learn all of these theories, and you get to explore your voice as an artist in school, but they don't really give you like the practical um, tangible pieces, at least they didn't in the program that I was in, um, to how to make a business out of it. So right after graduating college, um, I quickly went in to get my master's in art education um, at DePaul in Chicago as well and started teaching art. And then um, as I was teaching, I realized that I was encouraging the students that I was working with to chase after their dreams and follow what they felt that they were supposed to be doing and, you know, be true to themselves and not kind of let society dictate um, what they do with their life. And I was literally standing at the front of the classroom, having this conversation with juniors and seniors. And I was like, you're talking to yourself, Jess. <laughs> so from there I started my business and yeah, I've been photographing weddings for five years and um, families since then as well. Um, and kind of always missed the teaching, which is where um, kind of Savoie steps in um, to the story as well. Okay, when I get to that totally, but with the photography, what I love is that you do that whole, um, what do you call it, the undone experience or 
undone family experience. Yeah. Um, it's so good just for everyone who's listening. Like if you're interested in that, like, I don't know, Jesse, do you still travel and do that? Like, are you still, is that something that you still do? Yeah. Okay. Cause I would love just to like people look, look her up online because these, these undone family experiences are so cool. And I wish I would have had someone kind of documenting that stage of my life when my kids were young and kind of the house was messy and all of that stuff that I think I was still under the impression that I needed to be perfect in a picture Mm -hmm. and I needed to show up and be like this, um, you know, kind of picture perfect thing. And what I love is you just, um, kind of blow the lid off of that. And and the beauty is in the messiness and the beauty Mm -hmm. is in the part that's undone. And so, um, I just encourage people, where would they find your uh, photography work if they wanted to look it up? It's jessicaeileenphoto.com. So jessicaeileenphoto.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yay. Okay. So yay. Let's get to Savoie. I'm so excited to have you just kind of tell mm-hmm. the story about how, just how God put this dream in your heart and how you said yes to this calling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh goodness. Um, I went to Haiti, um, in January of 2014 with my friend, Josh Newton, who's a photographer out in Santa Barbara. And this was obviously post teaching and he knew I was missing teaching in a lot of capacities. So kind of encouraged me to come, um, just felt like he said, he felt like I should go. And, um, so like you could teach art with the kids and, you know, they'll bring all different sort of art supplies and you can kind of head up that part of our trip. And um, the minute I landed in Haiti, there was just my heart was grounded. And I, I think that everyone, um, most people who travel to a developing country, there, there is a sense of like grounding when you get there. It's very uncomfortable, but there's a sense of um, peace and I just really, I felt it. Um, I didn't know why or what was going on, but just kind of leaned as much as I could into that while we were there and just listening to the way that um, I felt like the Lord was really shaking up my heart and just kind of um, showing me a little bit more of who I am in him um, just in this space and which was new for me at the time. um, I feel like my, walk of faith has um, kind of been disjointed as it is, I think, for some. Um, Grew up in a, you know, the Catholic church and then um, was very involved in young life during high school and just really exploring my faith. But um, I think as you get to be an adult and you kind of take ownership of um, just owning your relationship with the Lord, it's different. Um, And I felt like this was a very pivotal point in my life um, in the years prior. So stayed in Haiti for a week and and just left knowing I was going to be back. Um, And a year later, I was planning a trip to go um, meet my friend, Josh, who didn't end up coming, of course. Um, My family usually does a family vacation um, around Christmas and the hurricane hit. So we didn't end up going um to Mexico but my mom and my sisters were like we'll go with you to Haiti and I was pretty shocked by that but encouraged and so they came with me and it was during this time that um I met Bernice who um has inspired Savoie 
um, just through who she is and um, her dreams. And this conversation started between her and I um, about what her goals were. Um, Renice grew up in an um, orphanage called Child Hope, which is in um, Port-au-Prince. And she, at 18, you have to leave the orphanages um, and transition as any young adult does, um, you know, leave the house. And just asking her what her goals were upon leaving. And she said, what is a goal? And the teacher in me was like, okay, this is, you know, that we have to discuss, like, what is a goal? And so we talked about personal goals and professional goals, educational goals, spiritual goals, like just why we set them and what like the purpose is and how we can exercise that every day and every week and every month and how it ends up allowing us to get to a new point um, that we want to be. And um, now in hindsight, um, I can see that not understanding what a goal is, is actually a privilege that we have um, because as Americans, we're able to like think big um, and because we have the access and we have the opportunity to like dream big and have these goals and um, just really now looking at it, that was like a privilege. Um, and so it, it made sense that this was something that needed to be taught. Um, but well, from that conversation, sorry, oh, go ahead. but I feel like that's kind of an interesting point. You know, I think goals are important. Um, but you're right. Like I think in America too, we can become so goal oriented that our eyes mm-hmm. are always in the future. And Mm -hmm. so we're not always in the present moment, right? Like we're not always, Mm. so maybe there's a gift in that, um, in what she was kind of in her eyes because she is always seeing the present moment, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's so interesting to me. I never thought of that. And that's actually how their culture is. I mean, they, by necessity, Haitians live for the day because we're And as we should all live for the day because we aren't guaranteed tomorrow. And so I feel like in a lot of ways living there and um, being in that culture, you you realize like kind of how twisted we have it and that we just need to focus on where we're at and what's in front of us and who's in front of us. And um, yeah, goals are great, but at the same time, it kind of limits us to not be where we're actually at in that moment. Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. That's an interesting conversation. Okay. So Mm. awesome. And then where did it go from there? So Renice told me um, that her goals were um, in these areas was first and foremost to become closer to the Lord. um, Finish with, right. (laughs) I know. And that was, you know, the first thing that like she thought of, and I just love that about her. She's taught me just a lot about, um, just walking close to God and just putting him first and foremost in everything that she does. And I'm learning a lot through her in that. Um, and from there, then she said she wanted to finish with high school, go to university, um, have a business and teach other girls to sew so that she could help them with their lives. Um, great. (laughs) So amazing, you know, to, from the start of the conversation to being like, what is a goal? And then to actually articulating these very specific um, pieces that she, you know, wants to strive for. And oh my gosh, from Jessie, there, like I'm already crying. Like I just got super choked up. Cause if you think about that, mm-hmm. like, um, gosh, 
she just has so much to teach us because if if we were thinking of goals, we go straight into like our business goals, straight into like mm-hmm. financial goals or maybe that you want to have a family or whatever. But like she started with the Lord and she mm-hmm. then she, you know, is talking about her personal goals and then she's also including service. Yes. Right? Like how mm-hmm. beautiful is that for someone? So maybe she never had like this language around goals, but she mm-hmm. knows so much more than we do about goals. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I love absolutely. that. Oh, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. That was really powerful. Mm. Yeah, she's an incredible young woman, that is for sure. Um, yeah, so, so voix is, means her voice in French. Um, and it is, has been um, developed out of the thought of what her goals are and how can um, coming alongside of her to be able to achieve those um, as an organization, but also just to build her up as a leader and the fact that she does want to serve others and that she wants to serve the Lord. And so how can we do that through um, this sort of framework um, of Savoie? Awesome. So tell us what Savoie does, because I know you make beautiful things. <laughs> hmm So Savoie, um, we use art therapy approaches. So we are painting on fabric. Um, It's actually a beautiful experience that we lay out our fabric and um, we'll sit in a circle and we'll pray and kind of do a touch base of just where we're at. Um, And then from there, we turn on some worship music and and put um, paint to the fabric. And it's a very... um, collaborative experience that some days were kind of all tangled all over one another in terms of just painting um, and the colors blend very beautifully together just on this fabric. And then from there, the girls are making um, handbags and other um, accessories. So keychains and headbands, um, but the handbags are um, kind of our primary focus at this point. That's awesome. And then where do you, do you sell them or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to launch the brand um, at the end of November, early December online. And so we'll be selling um, through our website. And then we're also planning to have um, a pop-up shop, um, Lord willing, get that scheduled for um, before Christmas. But Savoie is a nonprofit. So all um, income made from, the products that we're selling is put back into the organization to buy new materials, buy um, equipment. We also support the girls through their high school tuition, and then um, they are employed through our brand. So they're receiving mentoring, skill training, business training, and then employment. Um, We need to have our basic needs met. So the employment is a very crucial piece of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so, and then where you do, you said a pop-up shop. So for people who don't know what that is, like that, can you kind of explain what that is? Yeah, so the idea is that we will be occupying a vacant space in a mall here in Chicago, and it'll be a three-day pop-up shop, which we will launch the brand. Um, Actually, if everyone could be praying, we're going, we're working on Renice's, visa for her to be able to be there for the launch of this, um, come December. So, um, 
her appointments on Monday. So awesome. coming up. Okay. Now, um, speaking of that, are you, so are you like part-time in Chicago, part-time in Haiti or kind of, how do you do that? Like, I think that might be interesting for people to hear who have a heart mm-hmm. to travel and have a heart to serve in another country. How does that work? Well, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now, this year, I um, continued photographing weddings pretty much full time. Um, and so I've been back for August and September weddings. However, next year, that's going to look a little bit different. And I'm planning to plant my roots more full time in Haiti. So this year, I'll be there nine months out of the year. Next year, hopefully closer to 11. Um, so it's a, it's a bit challenging. You're living in two very different cultures right. and very different communities. And, um, you know, that kind of poses its own set of problems. And when you're kind of on a plane every other week or three weeks, then you don't really feel like you have a, a place in either space, I guess. Um, yeah. So, that would be challenging. I, I, what, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, God, because there's no accidents, right? Like everything mm-hmm. that you're kind of doing and creating and all of that, I truly believe like the Lord's going to use all of that just to grow you, mm-hmm. right? So where do you, like, how do you feel through all of this, even when it feels crazy? Um, I mean, I love that you use the word grounded. When you landed in Haiti, you felt mm-hmm. your heart was grounding, like, and... Mm-hmm. How do you feel, like, have you felt like you've gotten closer to the Lord where no matter where you are, he's with you, that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, is he working on you in that, even in the travel spaces? Like, how do you feel your heart being transformed in that? Oh, absolutely. I feel that this year, and I feel like January, the word trust was spoken into my heart. And, um, like, really fully trusting in him and his plan um, for me and just being able to completely surrender it all to him, which is very challenging, um, you know, at times to completely, to completely trust. Um, And so I do feel like this year is, is transforming me in a lot of ways that it's forcing me to choose to trust him each and every day. And, choose to like hold his hand through everything that um, I'm experiencing in both the States and in Haiti and in my travels and in work and in just my relationships. And yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty beautiful and it's very like, it's very stretching. Um, but I, I feel like my walk, with him is really special right now. And I feel like it is the, he is the only constant in my life right now um, in terms of relationships, in terms of um, just, I guess, space. He is the only constant and he should be the only constant in my life. And so that's like kind of a really fun place to be. And um I feel like daily my my dialogue um, with him is growing and like becoming the first thing that I desire when I wake up and the last thing that I want at the end of the day. And um, I think that's really new and pretty beautiful for 
You're making me cry. Um, I want to ask you, because you are of the younger generation. Um, I think that there's just a really kind of interesting thing going on with like um, faith and trusting and following your mm-hmm. calling. I think your generation is really brave in a way mm-hmm. that maybe we weren't, um, but we're learning from you. But, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned you grew up Catholic and you did Young Life. And so you've kind of had this, uh, I don't know, I guess a, a typical American experience of church. How mm-hmm. do you feel... Um, how did you make it your own? I think there's people, there's young people who maybe grew up in, you know, their, their parents' church or whatever, and they're not really sure. And they, and they hear about this God thing, they hear about Jesus, and they want to know more. Um, but some of it seems really cheesy and forced or really legalistic mm-hmm. and scary. Um, mm-hmm. How would you encourage them if they wanted to walk with the Lord or even learn more about Jesus? Mm-hmm. People your age. I think it, for personally, like, I feel like I had to lean into my own brokenness and um, having, you know, certain experiences um, that brought that to the surface. And it was, <laughs> there's, there's a rawness to seeing our brokenness as humans and choosing to lean into that and choosing to trust that there is something stronger and more loving and more faithful than we could ever be. And um, I think in that, in those moments of leaning into that is when you can choose to make it your own and choose to really just pursue, allow him to pursue you and you to pursue him and just really like seek out the beauty in, in life as a gift from God. Um, and I, I never growing up, you know, going, I grew up in a Catholic grade school and, you know, we went to church every Wednesday and we went on Sundays too. And like, then like that didn't really mean anything to me. Um, and it still doesn't like I, that still like doesn't have any, like I did not feel like I had a relationship with Christ in like, even in those routines and in religion. Um, and then, yeah, I think as you get older or as you lean into that brokenness, you can kind of see that, um, just see the way that he has been pursuing you in your life. And like, once you accept that and um, I don't know, it's a beautiful yes. journey. And I don't even know if that's answering your that question, is, but I kind of... <laughs> and I think what, I think our brokenness scares us. Mm-hmm. And I think what I want to just offer to people is, you know, it's okay. Like wherever you are, and even it's okay if you never went to church or it's okay if you're rebelling against the church and it's okay if, Jesus Mm -hmm. is different (laughs) than the Mm -hmm. church. And I tell people, you know, I had a friend who told me, you know, I don't believe in God. I believe in people. And I thought to Mm -hmm. myself, wow, that really, you're going to be so disappointed, (laughs) you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because we're all just jacked up. I mean, we're a mess. And I 
total mess. And we need the grace of God every day. And but it is that, and I love the analogy of your undone family photo sessions. And kind of what I was mm. saying earlier is, I think some people think before they come to the Lord, they need to be perfect. They need to be shiny. They mm. need to be dressed in their Sunday best. And the beauty's in the mess. And He already knows. And he just wants mm-hmm. you to come to him as your messy, undone self and say, yep. you know, here I am, Lord, you know, I'm yours. Like, and then he goes and he comes in and he mends your heart. So even though the brokenness is kind of scary sometimes, you're safe with him because mm-hmm. his, he loves you so much. Like he is your, mm-hmm. he's a good, good father. And um, Jesus is such a good friend, the best friend you could ever have. And he won't disappoint you like a human being will. Mm-hmm. Right. And Absolutely. I think you these human things on him, like, okay, well, he's going to um, betray me or leave me or lie to me or whatever. We put these things on him based on our human experience and, mm-hmm. and he's not that way. And so it's landing in a place where you can finally just be totally undone and totally yourself and be safe there. Mm-hmm. And feel that you are still loved and seen. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. And he does have great plans for you. And so when you do that, when you kind of, you come undone and he builds you Mm -hmm. back up, you know, it's the, it's the story of the gospel. It's death and then you rise again. And so you Mm -hmm. die to yourself, you die to your pride. You know, what you've had to die to, it sounds like too, Jesse, is knowing what's next, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing what's next, knowing where you're going to be on a Mm day-to-day basis, knowing how, you know, I'm sure you opened this whole thing or start, started this whole thing up and then thought, I have no idea what's going to happen with this. Right. So again, trust, trust, like you said, that yep. word, trust, 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 trust all the mm-hmm. way, but he is trustworthy. So you're in good hands. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love mm-hmm. that. And I love the idea of you empowering other women through this and keep empowering other women, like keep teaching, keep teaching. Cause I noticed you had mentioned teaching. She wanted to teach other people to sew. And I saw on mm-hmm. you, on one of your posts or something that people were learning to sew. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is amazing because it's that whole, you know, give them a fish they eat for a day, teach them to fish they eat for a lifetime. Right. It's like mm-hmm. you're empowering them. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We all have to be empowering one another It's so, day in, day out. Right. It's so good. Now tell me, do you have a team of people there that are with you or are you kind of doing this on your own or how does that work? Um, I do not have a team of people in Haiti. Um, I have the Renice, Janine, um, Rosaline, and we're going to bring on one other girl. Um, so it's just us. Um, and actually, actually, it's really just them. I'm kind of just playing the coordinator of sorts and helping facilitate experiences. But um, the Lord is faithful. And in the past year, women have showed up. And whether I've known them or most recently, um, a, bridesmaids from, a bridesmaid from one of my brides last year reached out. She had been following on social media um, the story of Savoie and asked if I needed help with writing and communications. And um, so she's kind of stepped on board to help with communication strategy. So people have just shown up and I feel like that is just um, 
the Lord's encouragement and empowering me to like keep going that people are coming alongside. And um, that's what I really also want to want to be is a space that um, just women can come with their giftings and be able to um, use them in a way that's outside of their profession or outside of their family and just kind of have um, a sense of purpose in contributing to this unfolding story. Um, And that's been really exciting just to see, what it's doing for those women as well. Um, Yes, that's amazing. Well, we've been talking about this a lot on this podcast, but it's when you say yes to the Lord's calling on your life, other people are given opportunities that they wouldn't have been if you wouldn't have said yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a ripple effect. And it's for all of us that we all Mm -hmm. stand bravely and courageously and say yes and trust. And then mm-hmm. the door is open for other people. And he always gives us what we need. Mm-hmm. And that includes people. Yeah. So I love to hear that other women are kind of coming alongside. So tell us how we would find you. Um, your website is gorgeous. I just was read, watching the little video on it and reading mm-hmm. on it. And um, can you tell everybody sure. where, where to find your website? Yeah, we're actually going to be launching the new website around the first week of October. So we're really excited about that. Um, It's www.sa-voix.com. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what I love about this too, is I talk to a lot of people who are, um, you know, thinking about doing different uh, ministry things and a lot of people have a heart for missions in Haiti Mm -hmm. or in other countries. And I love just to see that, you know, not only did you go over there for a visit, um, Mm -hmm. but that the Lord moved you to really um, take that plunge and go for it. And you did. And it's so brave. And so we watch from the outside and we go, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That's so brave. That's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to touch on for people who might be thinking of, um, something and they feel a calling on their lives with something like this. I know that there's times where you feel doubt because you're human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So where do you go for inspiration um, or just for, you know, a little shot of courage when you need it? Mm -hmm. Um, I love being out in nature. (laughs) Yeah. So when, especially when I'm in Haiti, going to the mountains is really where like I find peace and encouragement. Um, and when I'm here in Chicago, going to the lake or sitting in a park, um, I feel very connected to God's presence, um, through like through nature, through his creation. Um, and I also have a love for music. And so there's a sense of worship that happens in those spaces. And, um, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of where I point myself to for encouragement. And then just also in community. Um, one thing that living in Haiti has taught me is to really be vulnerable and really be um, accepting of others' love and encouragement. Um, so seeking out when in doubt, you know, being honest with myself and then being able to be honest with others that, um, like that I'm struggling or that, um, you know, I could sense that I might 
struggle because I'm having certain doubts and just being really open and honest about that is um, like, I think a really important part of being and living in community with others. Yes. I love that because I think sometimes we hesitate to tell people when we're not feeling a hundred percent, right. When we're doubting Mm -hmm. and um, people want to be able to, they want to be given the opportunity to encourage Mm-hmm. And so you're actually giving them a gift, but then you end up getting so many benefits too because they encourage you. So um, mm-hmm. I love that though. Again, vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And just being, yeah, that connection with people. I mean, that's how I feel like the strongest relationships are formed. If you can be completely undone, going back to that yeah. word, um, in the mess and being honest with yourself and with other people, like that's that's a real bond, I feel like have happened in my life. Um, yes. And because now, as I get older, I, well, and as I get older and I, or now that I've done that and, and you're young and doing it, I'm, I give you so much. I mean, that's awesome because I wish I was younger when I kind of discovered all of this, but, um, y- when you start living authentically, everything else just seems like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Even just the conversations you had, like even how when we started this, I don't know if we were recording or not, but you saying like these were these are the conversations that you've always wanted to have. And I feel like once you start having those authentic, real, honest, vulnerable, like just stretching conversations, like the small talk just feels like a waste of time. Yes. (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm not feeling this at all because we're not connecting on any level. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And I think it's okay. You know, when we grow, sometimes other things, again, back to new life, there's a mm -hmm. death that happens. And Mm -hmm. we die to our old selves. And that includes some of those old kind of habits and conversations and, and ways that we were that no longer serve us. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel like maybe that was kind of rude or to people or rude that I said no to invitations or things like that. But now I understand it as it's just a greater yes to my bigger mm-hmm. calling, you know, absolutely. And, and saying a great big yes involves a lot of no's. I mean, you've had to whittle down a lot of things I'm sure to be able to be gone in Haiti (laughs) right Mm -hmm. but it's worth it and it's what your heart longs for yes and then it also I feel like this new chapter has shown me um I don't want to say this without offending but that I was settling in a lot of relationships and um you know just allowing myself to kind of exist with people, but not actually like live with people. Um, And there's a sense of um, the community in Haiti is different because we all kind of are in the same space and we all, um, majority of my friends there are Christians and um, kind of on this walking with the Lord and, you know, faithfulness on on mission there. so I've seen just like the substance of those relationships that, um, yeah, sometimes it, you kind of have to let go of the ones that aren't true to who you are because you are growing and changing every day. And that's like, that's really challenging. Um, it is. Yeah, it is challenging, but, but it doesn't have to be bad either. What I, what I have felt mm-hmm. the Lord teaching me too, because of our 
uh, move to Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I, I felt him, I feel him teaching me that just because something ends, it doesn't mean that it was bad. It just mm-hmm. means that his work in that is done or he's not able to work mm. in that and be as expansive in that, whatever that was as mm-hmm. he is, he, as he wants to be. And so he physically sometimes moves us. Mm-hmm. for protection and for provision. Mm. And sometimes we don't know it until the end, uh, you know, later. Yeah. And we might not know till we're in heaven. Awesome. Okay, Jesse, um, what, um, what's your favorite scripture? Or do you have a scripture that you would love, that you kind of go to? What's your go-to? Some people call it a life verse or some people say, Oh, I've always gone to this, or this is hanging on my bathroom mirror. Is there something in scripture that really is speaking to you right now? Well, it keeps coming up. I wouldn't say that it's like my life scripture, but um, I have it actually dated that I came across on April 5th of this year. And um, yeah, it just, I keep being pulled back to it and it's a little bit long, but I would love to share it because I feel like it really, um, kind of touches on some of the things that we discussed and just have been talking about and kind of things that have been on my heart and thinking about how um, this conversation could be an encouragement to others. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yes. And I think that would be an excellent way since we're kind of out of time, but I want you to read the full scripture. I want that to just kind of be the way that we end it. Um, Mm -hmm. But before you read that, I just want to ask God, um, I just want to lift you up. Uh, Lord, we just lift Jesse up to you. Um, we ask for blessing over her travels. We ask for blessing over Savoie and its growth and all that you're doing there with all the girls. And um, Renice and I think you said Janet and Rosaline. Are those names right? <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah. And um, I just, I ask for um, just everything that they need, Lord, that you would just provide for them and that you would protect them and that you would give them new dreams in their hearts. Um, that are just so much bigger than they could ever think of on their own, that they know they come from you and that you give them everything that they need to make those dreams come true, to serve each other, serve the world and serve you, Lord, make your name famous. And I thank you for Jesse. I thank you for the way that she's witnessed here today. Um, I thank you for the way that you're speaking to her through your word. I, I love the way that you're transforming our heart and she is a voice for you, Lord. And I know that just brings you so much joy. So it is my super honor that I got to talk to her and share this story. I want to encourage all, all the people who have a dream in their heart just to say yes to it. And um, yeah, we love you, Lord. We praise you. We're so grateful we get to serve you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So yeah, Amen. go ahead and share the scripture with us, Jess. Okay. It's Proverbs 8, um, Wisdom's Call. Does wisdom not call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. 
Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princesses govern and nobles all who rule the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills I was given birth, before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me, harm themselves. All who hate me, love death. Wow. That is so beautiful. (laughs) There's just something about finding your identity in Christ through all of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is the mm-hmm. scripture verse for people who might want to look that up and read it for themselves and just pray with that verse? Mm-hmm. It's Proverbs 8. The whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Thank you mm-hmm. for reading that. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing your story with us and just thank you for answering the call. And um, I just love it. I want to totally hear more and I can't wait to see what the Lord does through you and with you and with the girls and with Savoy. So Savoy, right? Yeah, Savoy. Savoy. And thank thank you for using your voice through... um, through this platform that you're creating and just the space that you're allowing others into just to, to talk and to have the real conversations. It's a huge blessing. And, you know, I respect and honor who you are and just, I look up to you and I appreciate you just inviting me into this space. Oh gosh. You are welcome, my friend. I'm so glad you were here. And I know people mm-hmm. are going to be blessed and encouraged by your story and just by you and who you are. And, um, just by the way you love the Lord. So thank you for that. And um, I will be watching and um, cheering you on. (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.